Thanks for joining us today on the Forward Church Irvington podcast. Come on, we can give God a better hand clap of praise than that. Come on, give him praise for the ministry that was just accomplished. Come on, somebody. Let's act like we've got some life in our lungs. Thank you, Jesus. How many of y'all have felt God's presence in worship already this morning? Amen. Every high thing must come down. Every stronghold will be broken. Can I tell you our authority? One line says, we have the authority, the, uh, the authority that he has given me. We have the authority that he has given me. Can I tell you the reason why sometimes we don't have authority? It's because we don't submit to the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. I don't, Pastor Kayla or, or Miss Jennifer, can you come up to the keyboard just, just to give us some field music for a moment? Listen, sometimes the reason why we don't have the authority is because we don't submit under his lordship. It's all about submitting to the lordship of Jesus Christ. It's all about giving God the glory that he is so worthy of having. And us pouring out our praise to the king of kings and the lord of lords. All throughout the Bible, even in the beginning, God's word teaches us that even Satan himself tried to pride himself and rise himself over the lordship of Jesus Christ and God in heaven. And do we know what happened to Satan? Satan came down. Every high thing must what? Come down. Even we see that through all, all throughout the Bible, all authority has been delegated to the church from Jesus Christ, who is who or what? Head of the church. Every high thing must come down because the only one that belongs in the high place is our high priest and his name is Jesus Christ even the authority listen to me even the son of God Jesus Christ came down from heaven submitted himself somebody say he submitted himself he submitted himself to God because Jesus prayed in the garden he said father nevertheless not what my will but your will be done and so it was all about Jesus submitting to the will of who the father and can I tell you that the authority that we have today the power that we have today the 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 miracles when we when we sing that song when I open up my mouth miracles start breaking out you know the reason why sometimes we don't see miracles? I'm not saying all the time, but do you know sometimes the reason why we don't see miracles? is because we think that we're speaking in our own authority. But you do not possess the authority. The authority has been delegated to you by Jesus Christ. So therefore, you are not speaking in your authority. You are speaking in His authority. So when I open up my mouth, I'm speaking not in the name of Je not in the name of Justin Driver, but in the name of Jesus Christ, who holds all authority. And can I tell you, Jesus Christ holds all authority in this place today. Can we have the preaching scene up a little bit? Listen, today is all about one thing: lifting up the name above all names, the name of Jesus Christ. And can I tell you, there is one common language that is recognized all around the world. And it's the language of praise. It's the language of worship. It's the language of lifting up a hallelujah to Jesus Christ. And can I tell you that I wanna just give honor where honor is due this morning. We've got something very special planned. Um, we've got some testimonies coming up today. 
And I've got a little sermon that I'm going to tag on to the end of these testimonies. But I believe you're in, an, in for a, uh, a very powerful, powerful moment in time today. Because I believe that what God is doing through us is not just locally. It's not just in Irvington, Alabama. It's not just in Grand Bay. It's not just in uh, West Mobile. It's not just in the state of Alabama. But can I tell you, it's happening internationally. It's happened globally. And I'm thankful for, for a church. I'm thankful for people who have a heart to invest in missions, not just local missions, but global missions. Amen. Listen, the, something that I want you to understand is this. This team, how many, how many? 24. 24 people just went to Guatemala on this missions trip. And I want you to understand something. This missions trip, I'm using round figures right here. We've, we've probably, there was probably about $65,000 that it took to go on this missions trip. A very small portion of that was invested through the tithes and offerings of this church. The majority of that was raised and paid by the people that went on this missions trip. That tells you how much they were invested in this trip. This trip was life-changing for them. And I want to honor somebody this morning that made all of this happen. This is going to be different today. I'm going to preach later on. But I want us to hear about some of the life-changing experiences that happened on this trip. And if it wasn't for this individual right here, it would not have taken place. You're talking about $65,000 that somebody had to keep up with. That somebody had to rally the troops. You're talking about a, a seven-day international trip that somebody had to organize, that somebody had to purchase the plane tickets, that somebody had to coordinate with the local pastor in Guatemala, that somebody had to line up all of the vans, that somebody had to make sure that all of the I's dotted and T's was crossed. And we fail sometimes to recognize that without certain leaders in the body of Christ, that things like this would not take place. And so I want us to recognize this person this morning. And I want us to honor this person this morning. So if you will, can you just give an appreciation hand clap for Brother Jim Shinners as he comes up and joins me on this platform today. I don't know if it's on or not. You might have to flip it up. There you go. Thank you, Pastor. And uh, I do receive that, but I want to say it's all glorifying Jesus Christ. I have, a, I have a passion for Guatemala. I've been many a year, but you know, the one thing that, that glorified or that in my opinion glorified Jesus Christ is watching all the team, the other 23 members of our team, do the work, do the ministry, loving people, first loving God, but loving people in a different country that they couldn't even really speak to, but they were able to love on and really share with and to watch them down in the dirt, just blessing these different people. And, you know, did we have difficulties? Yeah. But you know what? There were several of them come up. Jim, are you all right? Is everything okay? Yeah. He's got this. It's not a problem. Yeah, we had, you saw us pushing a van across the street. Just so happened to police. We just got through a police ministry, and guess what? They were right behind us, so they blocked the road. Amen. Yeah. God was right on time. Yeah. Everything, everything, God was right on time. Pastor, I want to say thank you because you're a blessing to be able to support 
and just say, Jim, just take it and run. And I'm like, oh. But you know what? It, it's been a blessing to know that we have the support of our church, Amen. our pastor, yeah. to go and do work in a country where they need help. They just yeah. need our love. They need to know about Jesus. And let me tell you, we, we did a whole bunch of work over there, and we're going to talk about it. But what I'd like to do is let the testimonies yeah. come first. Yeah. And I just want to thank you again. I want to honor you. Um, church, if you don't mind, let's just go to the Lord in prayer before yes. we get into the testimonies today. And I'm excited to hear uh, some of the things that has taken place over there. Will you go to the Lord in prayer with me? God, we love you, and we thank you for this day, God. We thank you, God, for this opportunity to just dive into the testimonies, God, that took place on this missions trip. And I just pray, God, that what your word promises us, God, that we are made overcomers by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. So I pray, Lord Jesus, let overcomers, God, be produced in this service today, God, not only in the ones that are testifying, but in the ones that are receiving it. And we'll be quick to give you all the praise, all the honor, and all the glory in Jesus' name. Everybody said... Amen. Amen. I'd uh, ask Miss Amanda Wilkerson to come up first. Um, she'll probably share, but I uh, pushed her a little bit to get out of her comfort zone and just uh, love on these people. So go ahead. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> I was feeling a little nervous this morning. Jay's song gave me the confidence that I needed to get up here and stand and talk to y'all. And then the video just kind of wrecked me again. Yeah. But I wrote down what I was going to say so I'd stay on task. Um, good morning for a family. When I signed up for this mission trip, I had zero ideas of what the mission would look like. I went with an open mind and the prayer for God to send me, use me, and change me. He did just that. There were many things that the Lord used this entire team for. But one day, Mr. Jim asked me, Fallon told me, um, <laughs> to speak at a marriage conference. Immediately, it scared me, and the, and the lies of the enemy started. But knowing Mr. Jim and trusting God, I knew that I wouldn't be asked without a plan. In less than 24 hours, I prepared a lesson. If you know me, you'll know I will speak to anyone. But I absolutely hate being singled out. But God showed up and showed out. For 30 minutes, I Googled at least, trying to find a sermon. I'm sorry, Pastor. I'm just being honest. <laughs> I do the same thing sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> nothing came up. Not that I could put together anyway. I felt God tug on my heart, so I put down my phone. I pulled out my Bible, and I put the pen to the paper. Once I started to write, God spoke the words quality and quantity to me. I based my sermon on being a Proverbs 31 woman in Proverbs 18 and 22. To find a wife is to find a good thing. The Holy Spirit used me to pour into these women. Some were single and others were married anywhere from 6 to 55 years. Talk about intimidating. Um, three women asked for prayer. For the first time ever, I led married women on how to love their spouse. You see, there were many other couples on our trip that were more than qualified um, that had been married longer than Davy and I and had done things more biblically correctly than Davy and I ever had. Praise God. But God showed me first how he does not call the qualified. He qualifies the called. Amen. Thank yes. you, Mr. Jim, for this opportunity. You pulled me from my comfort zone and you gave me a reason to trust myself in the calling 
and to speak with boldness and confidence. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you. So, Amanda, you spoke at one of the women's breakout sessions, correct? Is that right? No, sir. On what, what was it that you spoke at? So I actually spoke at a women's at at a the, marriage conference for at the couples. the marriage conference. It's, that was on the last day. We had uh, locals from the church. Uh, husband and wives would come, and we had a men's group and a ladies' group, and she spoke at the, the what, ladies' group. And you've never really spoke in a, a large group adult setting like that before. Am I, am I correct? Or Well, Jennifer, Pastor Jen will tell you all the time she'll ask me to teach the children, and, and I will until she gives me a microphone, and then I'll tell her I'll never teach for her again. <laughs> it's the microphone that scares me. Yeah, and, and I'm, I don't want to take over anything right here, but this was this one of the things that, that we had planned uh, Miss Cassie to speak at? Yes. She was and so, and one of the things that I'll, you know, bring out in my sermon later is this, the man's heart makes his plans, but the Lord determines its steps. And, and I just want you to know that, Amanda, I just think God went before us on all of this, and I praise God for the work that he's done in and through you. Amen. Yeah, she, did a, she did a fantastic job, had the ladies crying, and they all came down from, from the thing, and they were just all boo-hooing, and I'm like, what's going on? <laughs> Everything all right? And it, it was wonderful. It was wonderful. So. Um, for me, if you know me, you know that I goof off a lot, sometimes way too much. There's a lot of things that I'm not serious about when I really should be. Um, and in this moment when Mr. Jim asked me, I wondered and I asked myself, could I be serious? Could I say things without offending people? Would I play too much? And I said, Lord, just use me, guide me. I never got off task. I spoke with boldness, confidence, and none of those things were me. There are a lot of times that I don't even remember some of the things that I said because God and the Holy Spirit completely took over. Praise, Praise God. God. Hallelujah. Praise That's God. amazing. All right. Yeah. All right. That's awesome. Next is Ryder Stewart, one of the youngest guys on our, yeah. not to call him out, but one of the youngest guys on our trip. But I will tell you, one of the most, yeah, it should be on, one of the most just stand out and shared and was, I would say, level-headed in all that he did. And I just appreciate Ryder and what he did. Go ahead. So I'm going to be speaking about when we went to the youth conference, and it really just got to me because whenever we was there and we all shared our testimonies and James shared his testimony and there was like, he was like maybe 15, maybe 17, I don't know, but he was sitting next to me in the front row and he just started breaking down and I was sitting there and I laid my hands on him, me and Caleb was laying our hands on him and Pastor Lazaro went up there and was talking after we gave our testimonies and uh, James came over there and we all laid our hands on him and then he just kept crying and he wouldn't stop and then uh we all we all went and ate lunch and he stood over to the side and was still crying and uh marcia pastor lazaro's daughter walked over there and asked if he was all right and he was like will you get those three to come pray for me and wow we all went around him and prayed for him and uh yeah that was <coughs> yeah that's good that's good. That was definitely one of the most touching things that happened on this trip for me, personally. 
You know, Ryder, you uh, you talk about the youth event. It was uh, just it was really supposed to be a bonfire last two years ago. We did a bonfire, but this year it was sort of rainy, so we just canceled the idea of a bonfire and just did a, an event where all of our youth testified. Praise God! And every one of them just blew my heart away. I mean, it was just like amazing the words that they were sharing and the 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 life stories about how they'd come through a dark place, as Jennifer said. And they shined, the light of Jesus shined on their heart and changed their life. And they did that. And I'll just be honest with you as a leader, to be standing back watching what's going on, watching them testify. And then for this young man, uh, writer didn't say this, but this young man heard the testimony and his heart was broken because he's in a family that he gets blamed for everything. His family doesn't want him to go to church. His family doesn't want him to be involved in any of this. But the, the, the young man is talented and can play a keyboard, a drum, and all the different instruments. And he, so he serves in the church. But Lazaro and his family take care of him. And basically, our youth surrounded him and prayed for him in the midst of a time whenever he was really struggling. And he was really realizing that God can, that God is a victor. Yes. And that through him, we can be victors. Amen. Just like we sang about today. And, yes. you know, to watch Ryder and the, the rest of his brothers and sisters and other, and Miss um, Bailey testify was just so huge. Yeah. Um, it just blessed my heart. And we're going to have three or four even different testimonies, the, the second service today. But, man, what was so encouraging to me, I just want you to know, is when we have students that will actually come, come up and lay hands on someone and pray over them. Can I just tell you that's encouraging to me as a pastor to know that our students understand the power of the laying on of hands and praying over people. That in and of itself is showing me that we have students who understands walking in the authority of Jesus Christ. And that, that means the world to me as a pastor. So I, I, I just encourage you today for that. And I will say it's a reflection on our youth leadership. Amen. Yeah. Our yeah. youth leadership are leading our youth in the right direction. All right, thank you. you got Everybody give Ryder a hand this morning. That's right, give Ryder a hand. Yeah. Next, I have Sister Patty, and Brother Bernard, I think, is going to come with her, but um, Sister Patty's going to come up and share a couple different things. And uh, I just think... We call Sister Patty our mom of the mission team. She's the one that keeps us all straight. She keeps me straight because I need someone to keep me straight. My wife wasn't there, and so Sister Patty had to, had to rein me in every once in a while. Every church needs a church mama. That's right. We need I a mean, church mama, and she's the one that takes care of us. Or at least two or three church mamas. <laughs> that's right. I mean, yeah. Well, I'm going to try to cover a good bit of ground in a short period of time. First of all, before I start anything about what I experienced I want y'all to know that we took somebody with us on this trip that ministers in this church all the time. He didn't go physically, but he came because of all this youth. He and Kimberly were there every minute. Our youth was exemplary. Amen. Praise God. They were perfect in every way they reached out and they touched and they ministered and they loved on those people and I just have never been involved in a group of youth that were so heartfelt and ministered so much 
and I want to thank Rod and Kimberly for the examples that they set forth for our youth. I had an opportunity, Pastor Cassie wasn't able to be with us, and she had three ladies that stepped in, and we had, in the ladies' conference, we had uh, Angela Gibson, and we had Caitlin McGallagher that spoke. Well, because none of us are seasoned speakers, time went by quickly, so we found ourselves looking for things to fill the time, and we got through the morning conference, and those two ladies did a fantastic job in every way. And when we got to the afternoon, we were like, Lord, what are we going to do next? And so then they turned around and looked at me. <laughs> so what do I do? I go to my go-to. I talk to those ladies of a country that lives by the rules of hospitality about hospitality because they live by hospitality in that country. So we talked about that for a while, and then we prepared to wash their feet. Wow. I've been around foot washings before in my life, but to be a participant, all I can tell you is every woman that I touched, the feeling was different, the emotion was different, it was like the Lord gave me different things with every woman that I touched, and it brought different emotions and different feelings for different needs for those ladies. Mm -hmm. But at the very end, a very, very special <coughs> lady in our group, I turned around and she was standing behind me. If you think it's emotional to wash somebody's feet, have somebody wash yours. Because when my ladies came to me and they washed my feet, I can't tell you the emotion and the love I felt from those ladies. They are so special in every way. Our whole team was so special in every way. My heart was so touched by them. To watch them walk through those streets and to serve and smile and love and hold on to children and swing them around and love on them. Lisa Johnson. Um, but there was one more thing. You know we did, we built houses. And um, I'm going to say everything I've got to say and then I'm going to have a very special couple join me up here. When we went in 21, a very special friend of ours from a previous church who's very experienced in building houses went with us. His name is Willie Johnson, and he and his wife, Jody, are here with us today, and we're so honored to have you here. But since the last time we went, Jody and Willie lost their son in a car accident. Bryce loved Guatemala. He loved it, and he went, and he served at a very young age. I think Mom told me this morning he was 13 when he went. But he loved it. And he would go down there and serve like a grown man, building those houses. So before we left, Willie, called, Willie and Bernard had gotten together because Bernard always likes to review building houses with <laughs> Willie before we go. And Willie gave him a donation toward the mission. So while we were there, we put a little bit extra with that. A 
we built the house in honor of Bryce. And there's a plaque just like this on that house. This is aluminum, and it won't ruin or rot or fade or anything like that. The image in it is a lasered image, and it will last forever. So as long as that house is there, unless somebody takes it down, Bryce's picture will always be with that house, and we built that house in honor of him, and I'd like to give this plaque to his mom and dad, Jody and Willie, if y'all could come up, please. I will go again. I love the country. I love to go. I've been a thousand times. It just never gets boring. It's just, it's a blessing to go. The people really love us. We just don't want to change their culture. Enjoy their culture. We don't want to Americanize. We just want them to love their country. Learn their habits, what they live through. It's just so nice. It's a way of life. I mean, it's not, and I love my son. Trust me, I'm good with that, y'all. I'm, my boy was blessed. I'm blessed he got to go with us. Me and his mama, I mean, he he got to go. He, he loved it. And, uh, he gave everything he had to a kid. I mean, he made, but it's fun to go. If you ain't never been, it's worth to go and enjoy. It. Amen. It's, it's great. Thank we you. will go again with y'all. Thank I'm you so much. Thank, thank you. Thank you all again for doing it. Yes, sir. Thank you. Well, Bernard is right. Willie is a uh, huge asset for us because he, he, whenever we have a difficulty, he's always coming up with the plan on how to, well, let's fix it this way. Let's square it up this way. It's not like uh, we have uh, plans like we do in the United States to build a house. We're just working the best we can. But we want it to be the best that it can be for these people. Okay? But, uh, you know, just uh, sort of in closing, and I know I need to get off the stage so Pastor can do what he needs to do in, in, in sharing a message with us. But I did want to tell you just a minute, you know, the, the oh, I can't get my phone open up. But um, anyway, I just want to tell you, thank you to Forward Church. Thank you, Pastor, for allowing us to go and allowing us to be involved in this ministry because it makes a difference in my mind and it makes a difference in God's kingdom. Amen. Because, you know, the trip was a huge success. We built seven houses, so we ministered to seven families. There's there's a grandmother that has many grandchildren that now has a house that she can keep her grandchildren in instead of staying in someone else's house or in a corn stalk uh, thatched house or something such as that. We, had, we One of the buildings that we built was for a pastor. His, uh, I don't know if you noticed it, but there was a man on his knees in front of one of the buildings. That's Pastor Hector. He has an old church, and now he has a Sunday school room to be able to do some work with the children and the kids and the, and the families there in his church. Um, we did a pastor's conference where we ministered to 26 pastors wow. and their wives. Praise God. We, every one of them got a brand new Bible. The pastor and the wife got a brand new Bible to use in their language. Um, and we were just, you know, we prayed over every one of the pastors as we gave them a Bible. So every one of the wives as we gave her the Bible. Um, we had three two-hour-long VBSs, and, you know, we were doing some um, crafts where we were using airplanes and talking about salvation. 
um, we, we just ministered to these kids, and there was probably around, I'm just guessing, around 95 kids during those three different events. Um, our high school kids went to uh, Marsha, which is Lazaro's daughter. She teaches high school, and there was 35 students in there. We shared faith bracelets with them and salvation with them. So we were able to touch them. It was sort of funny because they were not allowed to speak Spanish. They had to speak English. It was sort of funny because she's teaching English as a second language. So they had, to, they had to speak to our folks in English. They could not use Spanish. And so it was sort of funny. But we also had another event where we uh, dealt with some ex-drug addicts. There was probably 34 men in the room, and two of our guys gave their testimony. That was um, Justin Stewart and Bradley McLaughlin shared their testimony and how, they, how God had changed their life. And it really encouraged these guys to really just stay strong in doing what they do. Um, you know, we, we met, we, you saw on the video, we ministered to the police department, those that work and live at the dump. We shared with them and shared uh, a meal with them and then also just shared salvation with them, having uh, someone speak. I think uh, Adam spoke at the uh, police department and Justin McGallagher, which his heart is at the dump and if you come next service, you'll get to hear his heart because he's going to be speaking at the next service. Um, even with the language barrier, I know of at least two salvations. I know of at least four deliverances Praise God. where there was bondages. <laughs> and in every event, we prayed with just, most of the time we were praying individually, laying hands on different folks. There was pastors at the pastor's conference that testified saying they were about to give it up, throw in the towel, because their life has been so challenging. But after our conversation, after our ministry to them, Pastor Adam did a fantastic job at the pastor's conference. He spoke four different times, and, and one right after the other, as well as singing in Spanish and in English. So he's, he's amazing. <laughs> this man is amazing. I hated that Pastor Justin and Sister Cassie couldn't come, but guess what? I was happy that he was there Amen. because I needed yeah. his support. Yeah. I'm telling you, he, in my mind, he's the MVP of the situation because there was some, I'd look at him and say, he'd room with me. I, I hate that for him because I probably snore, but anyway, he roomed with me and I said, uh, Pastor Adam, and he's like, what's that? I said, could you do this? Yeah, no problem. Okay. <laughs> and he would just handle it. I didn't have to worry about it. I mean, it was just wonderful. The whole team was wonderful. I'm not, you know, everybody was, it was fantastic. The ministry was wonderful. It, you know, every trip I go on, it seems like this is the best trip. I don't see how I could get any better than this. But I'm just telling you, this year was the best trip I've been on in a long, long time. So I want to thank everybody for, for doing that. And, and uh, it was just a blessing. And if I could, I'm going to have a word of prayer. Most definitely. Clay, do you have anything else you want to say? No, I just want to say, I just want to thank our church again. Uh, this, this, this trip, you think you're going to minister to the people, but what winds up happening is you become the one who is ministered to. And, uh, and I do, I, 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 want to, I want to get into a word, and uh, I would love to, to just pray over you and just pray over the missions team and pray over the remainder of this, this service today, if that's okay. As we, uh, as we just dive into uh, a word really quick. Um, if you don't mind, let's just go to the Lord in prayer. God, I love you, and I thank you, God, for this day. I thank you for all the testimonies. I thank you, God, for...
the lives that was changed. I thank you for the souls that was saved. I thank you, Lord Jesus, God, that even though we make our plans, you order our steps. And today, Lord Jesus, I pray, Lord, that somebody's life in this service, God, would be changed, transformed before we leave here today. In Jesus' name. Proverbs 16, 9 says, A man's heart plans his way, but the Lord directs his steps. And I want to share just a few quick thoughts about this today in closing. Because even though I didn't get to go to Guatemala, <laughs> even though Miss Cassie didn't get to go to Guatemala, we have Guatemala testimonies. You say, how in the world do you have a Guatemala testimony? It's because God knew what he was doing more than we knew what we were doing. Go figure. Go figure that God actually knows what's best for us more than we know what's best for us. Who would have thunk it? I want to talk to you about finding rest because spinning off a few of these testimonies that, that you just heard this morning, Brother Jim shared about how a few people were, were sharing in different settings at this missions trip. Amanda testified how she spoke. You can keep playing if you want to. Amanda testified how she spoke. Um, Caitlin stepped up and, and, and spoke. Angela Gibson stepped up and spoke. And I want you to know that those were particular settings that your pastor's wife was scheduled to speak at. But because we didn't get to go, God gave those women, God gave those ladies an opportunity to step up and to stretch them and give them an opportunity to minister in a way that they probably wouldn't have ministered had we been there. God gave people like Pastor Adam and, and different men an opportunity, Pastor, Pastor Jim, Brother Jim, to... to to stand up and speak. And otherwise, if I had been there, they probably wouldn't have spoken those settings. And so I want you to understand something. God's ways is higher than our ways. God's thoughts are higher than our thoughts. About three or four weeks ago, we were having just an awesome move of the Holy Spirit in this, in this service, in this setting. And uh, Miss Patty's daughter was actually attending service with us that day, Callie. And she came up and she spoke a word of, of wisdom over Cassie and I. And she said, God is about to give you and your family, this is not only a word for you, this is a word for, for, for Justin as well as your boys. God is about to give you and your family rest, but it's not going to be rest like you would think. It's going to be rest for your soul. And your soul is going to find rest. And I remember thinking to myself, how in the world is this going to happen? Well, let me share with you how this happened. A man's heart makes his plans, but the Lord directs his steps. We had planned... Tuesday before 
going on the mission trip on Thursday, we were going to take Jaden and Kaysen to Mo and Pop, their great-grandparents. 87, 85-year-old grandparents who does a tremendous job keeping their great-grandchildren. I thank God that I still have great-grandparents alive and well enough to keep their great-grandkids. Can I just get an amen right there? That's a blessing from God. Well, we went there Tuesday. We had already traveled up to the Clanton, Prattville area, up north of Montgomery. We ate supper. I had some fresh peas out of the purple hole peas out of the garden, okra, cornbread, a good uh, crock pot pork roast. I mean, it was. Can I tell you, it was a good time in the Lord. We spent the night at my uncle's house. I woke up about midnight, and I'm like, something don't feel right. My head was congested. <laughs> Many of y'all was like, yeah, I know where this is going. I was just sick. I was sick. I, I, I didn't know what else. I, I almost, I was this close to, to, to waking Cassie up and say, hey, we, we got we to gotta do something. We got to go to the to the emergency room or something. I, I, I just wasn't feeling well. Next morning, I, I woke up and, and I told her, I said, we're, we're going to go to the urgent care. I said, I've got some sinus junk going on. I said, I'm going to go get a steroid shot. We're going to knock this thing out because we got to go out of the country tomorrow. This is on Wednesday. We're about to leave the boys with the great-grandparents. I go in an urgent care and I'm just thinking to myself, you know, I'm used to calling the shots. I'm going to tell them what I want and they're going to do it. Well, they don't work like that. I don't, I don't know if y'all have ever experienced that. I go in and I say, here's what I got. I want a steroid shot. I'm going out of the country tomorrow. I got to be better. Well, before I know it, they had a swab up my nose. Oh, yeah, we'll just test you for the, for the flu and COVID real quick. And I'm like, oh, Lord, here we go. Five minutes later, this young nurse, and for me to call her a young nurse, you know she's got to be young because y'all call me young. She's younger than me. Comes in with a mask. <laughs> scared to death, it seems like. And she's like so sympathetic. She's like almost crying. I'm so sorry, but you tested positive for COVID. And I'm just thinking to myself, like, this ain't 2020 anymore. This is 2023. Like, is this still a thing? I, I mean, you know. And so, anyway, I'm just going to be honest with you. Can we be real in the house? Your pastor's first thought was, 50% of the people in the church probably has this right now. I'm going to take some medicine. I'm going on this missions trip. That was my first instinct. As a matter of fact, I called Brother Jim. He can attest to that. I said, look, I feel fine. I feel fine. I'm going on the mission trip. But then I really got to processing it. I was like, well, what if Jaden and Kaysen get sick? My grandmother's in remission from leukemia. What if they get sick? What if, what if, what if, what if, what if, what if, what if? What if? 
And wouldn't you know it, nine-year-old in the back seat of the truck, Mama, you remember that word that God gave our family a couple of weeks ago? If you don't think God can use your children, you better think twice. Mama, what if this is God's way of giving our family rest? And I'm here thinking to myself, yeah, if he only knew. But I got to thinking about it, I got to processing it. And I ain't gonna lie, I made two or three phone calls. I made another. Brother Jim, I made, he was trying to work that day, and I was blowing his phone up like crazy. Probably half the other people that was going on the mission trip was blowing his phone up like crazy, too. That man deserves a lot of credit today. I, I called Sister Rosa. I was like, you know, I'm financially invested in this trip. What do I do, Sister Rosa? And, and I'm, I'm like, I need help. I need, I need advice. And I'm calling my dad. I'm, call, I'm like, I'm calling everybody I know. I'm like, I need to know what to do. And really, when I just got by myself, and I just talked to God, I said, God, I need peace about this. God gave me peace. And I want you to understand something. This summer's been hectic. I know it's been hectic for you. And so here's what God laid on my heart to come into here to this service today. I had two or three pages of notes, but I'm not even going to get into those notes today. Your heart has made plans, but God is ordering your steps. And I want you to understand something, that when God does something through the shepherd of the house, a lot of times... His desire is to do it through the sheep, the flock, as well. And without a shadow of a doubt in my mind, because God would not have laid this topic on my heart today. I actually had somebody, I walked in the house this morning, I walked in the, in the, um, in the sanctuary this morning. You finishing up that Hot Topic series today, Pastor? I'm like, no, God laid something else on my heart, but it's going to be good. So I could have went the Hot Topics route today. But here's what the Holy Spirit spoke in my spirit. He said this. He said, he said there's, there's multiple people in your congregation, and they're running themselves ragged. They're tired. They're burnt out. Their family is either non-functional or dysfunctional. They're losing their marriage. They're losing a relationship with their kids. All for the sake of doing, 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 doing. Because your heart has made plans. But it's the Lord who orders your steps. And today the Lord is about to order your steps if you'll submit to Him. And allow Him. Don't get COVID. Before you slow down. There's two words that, that really, other than rest, that God has spoken into, into our hearts over the past couple of weeks. Rhythm 
and pace. A lot of times we get out of rhythm with God. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about or not. Maybe you're just like, this is foreign to me. And I know this is different. I'm not shouting, I'm not spitting, I'm not standing up on a chair. (laughs) Pentecostal preaching this morning. I'm sharing with you from my heart what God has done for me and my family. Because I'm used to running. I'm used to going 100 miles an hour all the time. My staff will tell you that. Because I expect the same thing out of them. But here's what's happened. God said your rhythm is off. I'm a drummer. I love to play drums. The worship team let me come jam out with them Thursday night at rehearsal. It was fun. But you know something? If the drummer gets off beat, everything gets off. I think I played at the women's conference a couple of months ago, and the first song, I got off track, I got off tempo, and they had to stop the tempo, and everybody, after the worship set, they looked at me like, Pastor. (laughs) But if your life is not in rhythm with God, everything else will fall apart. Your family will fall apart. Your relationship with your kids will fall apart. Everything falls apart when you're not in rhythm with God. If your pace is at an unhealthy pace today, I've come by to tell you that God is here to give you rest. Not just physical rest, but rest for your soul. Rest for your soul. If your soul is uneasy this morning, if your spirit is uneasy this morning, if there's something in you that says, it's just not right, something feels off, it's because your heart has made plans, but God is ordering your steps today, and he's trying to get your attention. He's trying to tell you, today is the day for you to get back in rhythm with me. Thanks again for joining us on the Forward Church Podcast. We hope today's message was a blessing to you. If you'd like more information, you can check us out on Facebook or at forwardchurchonline.com.